Welcome to We Break Cycles, the most engaging, insightful, and empowering podcast for equipping kingdom warriors to walk in healing, freedom, and abundance. You can find us on the Gospel Grammar Network, Apple, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on um, our Movement Mondays with We Break Cycles. We have a very special guest today, and we are very happy and proud to introduce Billy Beasley. Um, she has a, a very special ministry, is actually what um, we would consider a life-saving ministry. And um, so she's going to tell us a little bit about um, Journey Home today. So um, thank you for being here, Billy. Thank you so um, much for inviting me. Yes. Um, I just uh, just wanted to open up and just um, tell you this is such a relevant issue. It has been <clears throat> for a long time, and I'm just happy to see the body of Christ finally rising up and using their voices and, you know, defending the unborn and and um, actually starting to ask themselves how they can become a solution and, and, you know, everyone's praying and, and doing what they can to try to bring an end to abortion. But there's always the other side is, well, you know, then how are we going to show up to be a part of the solution for these women who are having this, this choice? And for some, it's, it's a very difficult choice. So, you know, if I just wanted to open up and um, let you share your heart on um, this topic. You're right. It is a, it is a difficult choice for them to make. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that so many people are coming alongside Journey Home because there are two sides to it. I mean, we want to stand and we want to ask these young ladies to choose life. But when it comes down to it, do we want to help them choose life? And um, that's just been a burden on my heart for a long time because I, I was one of these young women. And I know it would have made a huge difference in my life in the beginning of it, of my um, life when I was having children. It would have made a huge difference to have someone walking alongside me. And so that's what Journey Home is all about. It, it is a place where we want to be a nurturing home for mother and child. Um, and we want to offer her love, accountability, and support along her journey. So we want to walk with her and help her to get to the place where um, she's living the life that God created her to live. And Journey Home, it's a maternity home. And surprisingly, I mean, a lot of people don't understand what a, a maternity home is. It's a place where um, a young woman in a crisis pregnancy situation, that means that maybe she doesn't have a place to live, maybe where she's living they want her to abort her children. Um, there are just so many different situations, so she needs a place to stay while she's pregnant. Um, some of these young women are in college, and they, you know, they need to finish school. They want to place their child um, with an adoption agency. They want to place their child in a loving family. They're gonna, they're willing to go through nine months of pregnancy to let this baby have life, and so this young lady needs a home. She needs help with that. Um, 
but we have others that just haven't had, you know, maybe they've aged out of foster care and they don't have the support of a family. Um, you guys have children and you know it takes a community to raise a child. Everybody doesn't have a community. And so that's part of what Journey Home does is helps build a community around these young women so that they've got that love and that support to be successful. I love that. Um, you know, as you were speaking, I just kept thinking, you know, it's one thing to know, well, this is not God's heart. You know, you know, we know that abortion is not his heart, right? You know, we know he doesn't, he's not happy with that. And then as children of God, we, we rally around that and say, okay, yeah, we also support that. But I think what's mind blowing to me right now is just the realization that there, there's more to just that decision of, do I want to, you know, end the life of this, um, yes. this new life growing in me or do, you know, there's more to it. And I think those of us kind of that don't, that are not faced with it really, I mean, I feel like you really can't know unless you're in their shoes, you know, like you're right there. And it's easy for us on the outside to say, no, you know, pro-life, you can't, you shouldn't, you do, shouldn't do right. this. But when you're not right there faced with this decision, understanding the reality of your situation, it's a totally different, you know, it's a totally different ballgame. And so I feel like these conversations that we're having kind of help others, you know, other people to really realize it. Even us. I mean, for me, I feel like this is almost like a an eye opener for me um, because obviously it hasn't been my reality. And, and I don't know that I've had any like close friends to know what it has been like to walk with them in, in the situation. So hearing you share about this and realizing that this is there's more to that decision that they have to make, you know, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that we can actually come alongside them, you know, and support them. Um, Yeah, maybe I might not be able to sit with them or even provide a house or whatnot, but I can do, you know, something about it, you know, other than just pray about the movement or pray about pro-life. You get what I'm saying? Or feel like, oh, this is what I support. We can actually be Jesus's hands and feet and do something you know, because they're in different stages, like you said. So I love, I love this conversation. I feel like it's like awakening me to, um, just the reality uh, of it. It's good to go back to thinking about why do they choose abortion? Because a high percentage of these young ladies choose abortion because they don't have the support. They don't have the education They don't have the uh, finances. Mm. So those are three things that we can do Mm. as the body of Christ. We can help, we can help support them. uh, And I mean, walking alongside them daily, you know, helping them fill out their FAFSA, Mm. you know, for college or helping them get a job or learn how to get, how to get a job. Mm. You know, we can help them with finances and help take care of them for a time being while they're getting on their feet. Mm. And we can help them, you know, we can pray for them. I mean, if we think about the reasons that they have abortions, if we take care of those reasons, we can help take care of her and we can help her choose life. Uh, We have had a young woman recently that, um, pregnant with twins, and her family wanted her to abort. And that's why she chose Journey Home. So that's why we're there. (laughs) Wow. It's just such a message of hope, and that, <clears throat> that's what I'm hearing, and I think that's a message that the world needs to hear. I mean, all the world needs to hear, and I just, 
another topic that we've been talking about is coming together as the body of Christ and coming together in unity. And when I think about you and the and you know when we talk about a maternity home, you know I I'm tr- I try to picture it because I f- I feel like our listeners, you know we have people who are thinking, oh wow there's another option, <clears throat> and um, so I mean I I think that um, knowing what that looks like like day in and day out, um, I think that. I think that's something that I would want to know. Like, what does that look like day in and day out in the maternity home? I know that's a very simple, basic question, but, you know, because people go, what am I going to have to give up? What is this going to look like? And so can you share with Well, and when you say that, let me say first that um, it is an option and it's an option in a lot of places because maybe someone listening to this, they're not from this area. And so they're thinking, well, yeah, but that's there. Um, there are maternity homes all over the world. There are places, um, Heartbeat International has a hotline. I think it's a pregnancy need help, you know, it's a hotline and you can, you can Google pregnancy hotline, but there's a hotline that can lead you to a maternity home in your area and maternity homes are all different. And so, you might be near one that says, well, but we don't take young women that have children already. Some do. And so there's actually a Facebook page that I'm a part of. It's a private Facebook page for people with maternity homes. And so I can put on that Facebook page, hey, does anybody uh, have room in their home for this, you know, or for that? And so there are different, there are many different options as far as places even if people need to relocate, sometimes because they've got an abusive significant other, they need to relocate. And so that's that's a possibility. It's a really easy possibility. Seriously, if we put it on Facebook, there's people that answer from all over the world. Yes, we have room. We have room, you know. So, but day in and day out at the maternity home, um... <laughs> You know, I love what uh, we just had a, a luncheon and our volunteer coordinator did a little bit of speaking there. And she said, you know, sometimes during um, sometimes success to us in a day looks like everybody's still alive when it comes to lunchtime, <laughs> you know, or every or everybody got where they needed to go on time. Um, we wake up and we um, the first thing on the agenda is we are a home that takes in young women that might have a toddler, which is unusual, and so it's really kind of sought after. But um, So we wake up, and our first thing on the agenda is the moms are getting these toddlers ready because they're all going down the street to daycare because having a Bible study with two- and three-year-olds is almost impossible. <laughs> and, um, and so they're all off to daycare, so Mama can, after our morning devotions, then mama can get to work on whatever she's got to work on for that day. You know, they've they've got chores to do. Everybody shares in the housework. Everybody shares in the cooking and the cleaning and, and all that. But a lot during the day, they are, um, they are doing their FAFSA. They're applying for school. They're um, working on... Um, job interviews or, you know, just different things like that, because that's why they're there. They're there 
to help them get on their feet. I mean, we also, of course, we want to come alongside them and help them emotionally and physically and all that. But they're also there so they can get on their feet and be self-sufficient. And so normally by 9.30, we are welcoming in volunteers. We have people that come in that um, they're just there to hold the babies. Because, like, we have one mama that's doing full-time schoolwork. And so for somebody just to rock her baby when he's screaming, you know, that helps her do her math test. Um, And we've got other people that will come in sometimes and cook. Um, I haven't found someone to come in and clean yet, but we're working on that one. Because they... Anyway, we share in the cleaning, but it doesn't always get done. Um, but that's kind of a day in the life. I mean, and by dinner time, we're all, you know, normally one person has dinner, one person has dishes, and one person has sweep and take out trash. And so we've got somebody running after kids and somebody cooking, and, you know, they just they share a home. But what's really been awesome lately that we've been seeing is that... Um, some of the young ladies that have been there previously, they'll call and say, hey, can we come and, you know, can I come and stay the weekend? I say we because they bring their baby with them, right? And so um, last weekend, one of the girls that came, she said, um, this is kind of like a sisterhood, you know, and so they're all finding, you know, they've built community with each other. They've all got mentors, so the mentors have built community with them. We go to church, so they've all, you know, started putting their roots in at church. And uh, it's just, it's beautiful to see how it's working. I mean, we really, right now, we're at the beginning stages. We've only been open since January. And so we can only take in so many. I have to tell you that my vision is to have eight more just like it because we need homes that will um, take in the younger ones and so right now they're kind of caught in the foster care system doing jail ministry at a juvenile detention center I met many young women 15 years old pregnant and one at home and so you know we need to be able to reach those and those are licensed um, licensed foster homes and so we can, you know, if the if the body of Christ comes up and does this, we can turn a generation around. That's just so powerful to me. I'm trying to like hold myself together because I feel the heart of God so much in this. And so I just, um, I, like I said, I just feel, you know, I feel like this is what the Holy Spirit is doing across the face of the earth really in I think on our very first podcast, when we were discussing, why are we here? Why are we doing this? And it's because, you know, it's about breaking cycles. We, we're, we want to address the cycles that need to be broken. And not only that, but just community coming together. I mean, this is like, how can I say this? It's just bringing together people, connecting people. You know, the word community is big. That's a word that we we have been almost in every podcast. We say the word community and family, that this is the culture of heaven. This is what God intended for us to be as the body of Christ. And so I see you as like a mother and just with a lot of children, just like actually even nurturing and bringing 
these people into a family <clears throat> culture that they've never even had. Some of them have never even had. And that's just a huge blessing. I think my next question would be, unless there's something that you wanted to ask is, you know, what, what would you say is like the key, the key thing that would be the, what is the greatest need that you feel like you have right now to help you be, to be able to grow? I feel like there are listeners that are, um, I feel like that right now the Holy Spirit is just breathing life to their gift and calling to that, you know, that they've had a passion for this topic, you know, and have not been able to, you know, see where can they fit, where can they make a difference? And I feel like God is speaking life to that in the listeners right now. And so I, I just want to ask the question on behalf of those who are sitting here saying, how can I get this started? What's the, the main thing that would be the greatest support that I need to get this up and running? And that may not be one key thing, but, you know, I just see that you need resources, you need support. What would that look, what does that look like at this point with you? One, which is probably the same with every ministry to continue going is monthly donations. I mean, because if you can imagine what it takes to run your household, um, imagine a household with four pregnant women <laughs> and their toddlers and their newborns, you know, and so it is, it's expensive. I mean, we're leasing a house. We have our insurance is high because it's, because it is a risky thing to do. That's why some maternity homes don't take the girls back after they have their babies. That's why they don't take in toddlers because it's risky. So our insurance is high. And so just to be sure that we can make it monthly is huge. You know, just to have that confidence that, and I'll be honest with you, I love George Mueller. I mean, like, I want that milk truck to break down in front of my house, <laughs> you know? I just want to say, God, you know what I need. I want to be about this. And that's true. I, I, wanna, I want to, my concern to be, um, are, are they hearing you, God? Are they being drawn to you? Are, they, are we pointing them to you? That's what I want to be concerned with. Are these babies safe? Are these mamas getting all the help they need? You know, I don't want to be concerned with um, paying the rent. I don't want to be concerned with, honestly, uh, at, at some point we're going to be looking at property because we're leasing right now and that has its challenges. He wants to build an RV park in the front of the house and we're like, oh no. But you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's the same with every ministry to, to have that confidence to move forward. I mean... I have confidence, so I'm I'm believing that God is moving on hearts to give monthly. I think I mean that's that's uh, that really is helpful, you know, knowing exactly how how we can you know come alongside um, movements like yours and all. Um, I I was as you were speaking, I I just had a question though. So what is really transition look like for the girls that come to you know to you once they're once you're done I guess once they're done at journey home what does that look like and what has your experience I know you're fairly new so but what has that looked like um with you guys and I mean we're new but my husband and I have done we did maternity foster care and so and we've always taken in kids so in, in some ways 
we're not new to it, but mm-hmm. but it's still very new. And and we do realize that every girl is different. Mm-hmm. Her needs are different. Her calling is different. Her, you know, everything about her is so different and unique. And so, you know, at first we were kind of wanting to do the cookie cutter thing, like everybody's got to go to college and everybody's got to get a degree. And, you know, and so we had um, one young lady that I just felt like I was like, oh, we're like, you know, we're just pushing her too hard. And it's just not time for that. She needs some healing time. And so it's different for each one. We've got one that's getting ready to move on to another home where they have individual homes. Um, and it's a little ways away. So, you know, we want to keep in really good touch with her and make sure she's doing okay. But um, uh, there's another one that there are some that think they're ready and they're not ready. And so they're leaving, you know, they might leave early. And then we've got one that, you know, was going to leave and she realized, oh, I'm not ready. So she's staying. So, I mean, hopefully it is to have them have secure transportation, have them have a secure job, a secure place to live, not on somebody's sofa. Um, that's very temporary, even though they think it's long-term, it's temporary. Um, and to, you know, so to have the finances coming in, to have the, the roof over their head, to have secure child care so that they, you know, they're not getting out there just to fail again. Mm-hmm. So they can stay um, up to six months after the baby's born. Um, but really, it can go beyond that if it needs to. And what we're hearing from the, the maternity home um, community is that sometimes it's even up to 18 months and to go for quality, not quantity. So, you know, we're really just trying, it really takes a while to turn the ship around, you know? And so, because you don't know what you don't know. Love that. I mean, I don't think you could have answered that question any better than I imagined. You mentioned some really key things that are really, I know, at the heart of God and even our heart here um, with Rebreak Cycles is because we know how the system in the world really just fails, you know, people who have been in cycles of defeat and dysfunction and keeps them in that cycle um, because whenever they're offered whatever programs are available somehow you know obviously you know part of it is the individual and them being ready you know for this different life that they're being offered or different opportunities but I feel like sometimes even the system that's been created um, when the heart isn't right the motive or motivation behind what's been created for them is not right then then you don't see the sustainable, you know, results or what you kind of want to see, you know, with them living, moving from a mindset of victimization or moving from a mindset of being oppressed to being free, because Mm -hmm. that's what you want. And I could just hear that clearly, you know, is in, in your, is your heart, you know, is that you want these girls to be able to be, to sustain this life, you know, this option, this choice that they made. Um, And that's why, hey, it's not a cookie cutter situation. It's not a one size fits all. It can't be. God doesn't treat us that way. He doesn't deal with us that way, you know. So 
then why do we create systems that are support that are cookie cutter you know for people yeah. so god is so precise and intentional about each person and i just when you said those words like it's different for each girl everyone's different and unique that just lit me up because i was like yes that is what we need a solution for each person not you know one solution for every yeah. person you know so oh my god that just I I love that and that tells me that you guys are we're definitely I guess one heart in terms of what we see um and God's vision for these people we're aligned in that way and and um just so happy to be connected to you um today you know, <laughs> and that's the most important thing mm-hmm. this is the thing if we can't lead them to him mm-hmm. you know we you know, I, I tell God, I said, if you show them me, I'll show them you. <laughs> so if we can't lead them to, I mean, he is the healer of broken hearts. Yes. And so, and we're not, we're not their maker. We, we have no idea what they're called to, mm-hmm. but wow, watch what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I am amazed at what God's doing with some of them young women, you know, and some of them that have left too soon, they call back. And I know that God's still got, he's got a plan for them. Mm-hmm. And this was just a, you know, it was a stopping place for some of them. But. I think it's just beautiful. Um, the one thing that I just keep hearing is like all, when you talk about, I don't know why I keep going back to this, but the needs and the resources is that for those of us who have carried this on our heart for so long and you know, you're thinking, well, how can I make a difference? You can make a difference. You know, we, God says he sets us all in the body as it pleases him. And, you know, he also gives us the desire, he gives us the desires, his desires, and you know, so that we will please him. And so for those of you who have a desire to make an impact, you know, to be able to save lives and to see abortion come to an end and to be a part of the solution, I know this had to be eye opening for you. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful for your obedience. You know, um, I heard the first time I ever heard this spoken, it just, it was like stamped on my heart that people's blessings are attached to our obedience and this is just huge. So I think it was God's heart to create a vehicle where we could all come together and use the talents and the gifts he's given us to carry out what he wants to do. God loves life. Why, why do we think Satan wants to destroy it so badly? Because God puts his breath in every child that breathes, even before they gasp for their first breath, when they're in the womb, they're getting mamas. <laughs> so that's, that's part of God, you know, and that's why the enemy wants to stamp it out. So let's help her choose life. Yes, let's help her choose life. Thank you so much, Billy. Um, we're so grateful for the time that you spent with us today. And we're hoping you'll come back and chat with us and, yes, and, and hang out. <laughs> um, this was so good. Um, and I feel like there'll be many more opportunities to kind of share like different things that you're doing, events and just different opportunities for us to partner and, you know, collaborate and work with you um, to help these girls choose life, like you said. Um, so thank you all so much for joining us today. Um, this was such a wonderful 
wonderful time. And we just uh, hope that this blessed you in some way. And even just more than that, inspired you, motivated you to take action, because that's what we're here for is we're here to break cycles, right? And we're saying enough is enough. Enough is enough of the cycles of dysfunction and the cycles of, of the cycles of defeat. Um, and we can do something about it. We don't have to just, you know, sit still or stand by. So thank you all for joining us once again, and uh, please share, like, subscribe, and we'll have some information about uh, Journey Homes um, and Journey Home Texas, um, and they'll be in our comment section. So thank you so much, and have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of We Break Cycles. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like and share. We invite you to follow our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook. And please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to follow us on your favorite podcast platform.